0: Everybody welcome to Rock Bottom Syndicate. I'm your host Joyce Strong. Rock Bottom is about people who have a story to tell to inspire others to continue to work toward their potential no matter what life throws their way. Rock Bottom's an opportunity to pivot, adapt and Take the uh, thing that's happened to you in your life and look under the rock. Find what you can do with it and where you can go. It's often about repeatedly hitting rock bottoms until you learn the lesson. And rock bottom is about taking responsibility for everything that comes your way because when you take responsibility, you have the control to make things happen for yourself. So I encourage you to tell your story and ask for help. And realize that you are not alone. In this episode of Rock Bottom, I have my guest, Aaliyah Finkelstein, and she is um, a storyteller and a marketing consultant and entrepreneur. Her website is heyaliyah.com, and uh, she and I really connected. I really resonate with this uh, beautiful lady. She, um, She is what happens when storytelling meets rock bottom. It's like everything you want to happen, the ability to tell a story and the ability to make sense of the story and, um, and, and teach it into a lesson or a parable of, of growth and hope and, pure magic. So I know you're going to love this. I don't have any doubts that you're going to love meeting Aaliyah. And please do reach out to her, reach out to me. We love to hear your story. Tell your story. Ask for help. Rock Bottom Syndicate. And thanks a lot for uh, showing up today. Hey, Aaliyah, thanks for coming on my show today, Rock Bottom Syndicate. Thank you so much for having me,
1: Joyce. I'm so honored to be here.
0: I've really been looking forward I know I got a little synopsis of your story and I am I, looking at your uh, website and which is heyaliyah.com, and that will all be in the show notes um, I started to really get um, intrigued by the way you serve people you know I know you help with um, marketing and consulting and helping um helping elevate the impact of thought leaders mm-hmm. like myself and I'm like yeah I don't know I she might be my coach <laughs> <but laughs> <my laughs> I really I know you didn't get here at, at, and no one does by any like cookie cutter path and that's really what rock bottoms all about is telling your story asking for help and realizing that these rock bottoms are part of the plan as much as they may be hard to understand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is the case. And my story definitely has some great rock bottom moments in it. More than one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so just and, and, um, just for our listeners, they know how to reach you. Why don't you go, you know, a little bit about who you are, what you do in your words and how to best reach you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I like to call myself a consultant. And essentially what I do is I go hand in hand and I help purpose-driven entrepreneurs to amplify their impact in the world Through messaging and positioning, it really brings a human connection to their online presence. And that's based in their unique story and their unique experience. And how do we take that and leverage it to help them become thought leaders and help them really become uh, a bigger force through what they do?
0: Yeah, so we can help more people. So we can help
1: more people. That's
0: what it's all about. Yeah, Yeah, that's absolutely what it's all about. And reaching you through your website, heyaliyah.com, is the best? Yeah. I, and basically
1: on uh, Instagram or Facebook or uh, LinkedIn, uh, you can pretty much get me at Hey Aaliyah. It's pretty right. easy to find and me. There's not not that many Elias in the world.
0: E-L-I-Y-A, Finkelstein. Yes. Sign? Finkelstein. Yeah. Either way. I depends okay. on who you're asking <laughs> my family, but either way is fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So where's the story begin? You know what that's a great question. I think my whole life I've kind of been the person that's that's uh come up from bottoms, but the first time that I really hit rock bottom as an adult was when I had my son. Mm-hmm. So, I was building a business with my family and we lived on the same property um we worked together every single day. It was a very physical business that we were in. We worked all the time side by side really hard. And we were building our little empire, our little slice of the world. Mm -hmm. And I got pregnant with my husband. And it was just a really incredibly joyous time because I thought I get to raise my kids with my family and in this thing we're building all together. And it was just, you know, it's going to be amazing. And we were really riding a high in the business at the time. We built it up to a pretty (laughs) solid seven figure empire. It was amazing. And uh, I had my son. And things in the business were just starting to just really flourish. And then literally 10 days, I was living next door to where my family was living. It's actually my husband's side of the family. We were living next door in our own home. And 10 days after my son was born, somebody in my family was really massively, uh, horrifically assaulted. And it was the most shocking traumatic experience I'd ever been through in my life in that moment. And what came out of that was my family that lived beside me and the business that we built crumbled around me. And I went from being a wife and a brand new mother to this beautiful baby in this business that was thriving to uh, my family had to leave the state my husband and I were stuck where we were. We were not in danger and and his job was there and we just couldn't leave. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, I just remember 10 days after my son was born, this happened and my family all disappeared. My mom and dad had come into town and they went home. My husband went back to work. And here I was like truly alone in my home, every day, all day with a brand new baby. Mm -hmm. And subsequently there was some PTSD that went on for me. There was massive anxiety that happened and I got postpartum anxiety also on top of that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I really remember the moment where I was in my kitchen in my house and I was, it was the middle of the night and I had gotten up to get a drink of water or something and I'd walked into my kitchen. I just remember thinking, just don't look up, don't look up, don't look up. Because I was convinced there was someone in my dining room because of my anxiety was creating all of this massive just yeah. you know, stuff I was going through. And I just remember in my brain having this fight of like, this is not real. There is nobody in the house. This is all the stuff you've been through in the last 10 days. Just don't look up. Don't feed into it. Just don't do it. And so I just willed my head down and walked back into the bedroom. And that was the first moment that I thought, okay, I, this is really bad. Mm-hmm. this is no longer normal. <laughs> this yes. is really disordered. Um, and I have enough of, I went through three years of uh, college in psychology with my major. So I really understood that like, this is really disordered thinking. Yeah. And uh, it's still after that took me another like eight months to actually get help. I thought I'll just get through this. Eventually this will lift and oh. this will be okay. And I just really bared my teeth and put my nose to the grindstone. And I just, just kind of like trudged my way through it. And eventually we actually left, we were living in Florida and we left Florida because there was a hurricane coming. And I think leaving the, that entire place gave me the chance to take a breather. And I told my husband on our trip, I said, I have to get help. This is not, I'm still going through this. And this is, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't, struggle like this anymore, I think is what I said. I'm sick of fighting so hard just to survive every day.
0: I need some help. Yeah. So whatever was holding you back, it, I guess the pain got enough um, that- Yeah. It, yeah.
1: I, I think I honestly got tired enough.
0: Tired? Yeah.
1: yeah. I got tired of- every single day, just saying I'm bigger than this and better than this. I can do this. I don't need help. That kind of like, like I'm a workaholic. I, I I'm working on it now, but like I'm a workaholic and I'm very driven. And I just, I'm the kind of person that in my you know, teens and in my early twenties, I worked 12 hour days. Like it was nothing, just very physical labor. Yeah. Um, so I was used to kind of like leaning into that kind of discomfort and just being like, I'll just get through it and yeah. then it'll
0: go away. It helps, numbs, it helps numb.
1: <laughs> it was my coping. Yeah. yeah. It literally was, was how I was coping. And I think when we left the state, when we left Florida, um, it was leaving that where it was like enough space to take a breath for me to go, I, I'm so tired, like tired to my bone yeah. from fighting this every single day that I need to do something else because this is not what life is supposed to be. Life is not supposed to be about spending every single day, just struggling so hard to make it. And I remember having conversations with like my mother-in-law who had been through a uh, similar postpartum anxiety. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, it's that thing of spending every waking moment with your child, just wishing for nap time and wishing for bedtime. That's mm-hmm. not the way to raise A child. Like that's not what it should be about. And I remember it was like that for me. It was very much like that for me. So I did finally get help and I got on medication and did counseling and it did lift. Um, and at the same time, because I had thrown myself so hard into work, um, I had picked up a job building a second business with somebody. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, it was a, a media company. We had a digital and print, um, media Mm -hmm. and, um, I loved it. I absolutely loved what I was doing. It's where I really understood that I was a storyteller and I was telling stories all the time. And I was telling stories of all kinds of people and all kinds of journeys and experiences. And I just was absolutely in love with my job. Yeah. Um, And I was really starting to develop an understanding of how story is our legacy and story is our entire knowledge base and existence and how important it is to have that uh, recorded somewhere for people because when you're no longer on this earth, what is left is the stories that others tell of you or the stories of yourself that you tell. Um, And so I really got into telling stories and building community around storytelling and, and this whole marketing and business building around truly telling stories of people's lives and the impacts they were going to leave. And things were amazing. I was providing financially for my family. I was in a job that I loved. My husband got to stay at home, be a stay at home dad. It was just a really great time. And so we got pregnant again Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, uh, everything was going fantastic and things in the business started to take funny turns. Like I got a lot of excuses as to why my paycheck was not on time. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of messages from people I had worked with saying, Hey, do you know when I'm going to get paid? You know? And I just started to think something's kind of going on. Something's not up here. And (laughs) the the radar started to (laughs) come up and go, something's up. Yeah. Um, and, but I was pregnant and I thought, okay, there's not, not a lot I can do right now. I'm just trying to grow a baby and I had very difficult pregnancies. So it was <laughs> not easy. Yeah. Um, and I had my daughter and I worked from my hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Um, this is me still the workaholic yeah. and I, I worked really hard. And, uh, when she was born, she had, uh, issues with jaundice and her bilirubin count. And she was in a, in and out of the NICU for about a week. And so I was, Brand new mom wobbling my way up and down from the NICU you know, in the hospital 24-7. My baby was not in, not in the room with me half the time. She was at one hospital, at the other hospital she was, but, you know, no sleep. And I, I was still trying to work. And, and um, the, the gals that I worked really close with, they texted me and said, we got paid. Did you? And I did not get paid. And mm-hmm. I was furious. I was really upset because here I was with a brand new baby and a brand new mom. And I was still writing emails and doing PR and all this stuff, trying to salvage what I knew was falling apart. And, uh, so I emailed my boss, contacted him and said, what in the world is going on? Now you've really made me angry because I feel so disrespected. Um, and that's when I basically found out that he had mismanaged the finances of the business unbeknownst to any of us who were in the core team. Mm-hmm. and uh, that was falling apart. And so here I was again for the second time. Now I had, a, again, a brand new baby. I was the sole provider of my family, and I just was losing my job, and the world was crumbling around me. And I thought, at this point, I, am, I know what, how strong I really am, and I know what postpartum anxiety and depression looks like. And whether it was just pure learning from the first time around or I don't know what or I just you know whether or not this had happened I wasn't going to get postpartum this time any kind of postpartum issues but I, I ended up just grinding my feet in and saying not again I'm
0: not doing this again
1: mm-hmm. and I built my own business
0: <laughs> with a brand new baby I said okay that's it, I'll it so, i I want to say hey Aaliyah Every time you make a plan, God laughs. <laughs>
1: yeah. I and mean, you know what is so funny is this, and this is really like for me, this is one of the first stories that I reframed for myself. Was for a long time after my daughter was born, I kept saying, Man, I have really bad luck with when my kids are born. I just have really bad luck. And then I just switched it and said, you know what? I don't think that's the case. I think my kids actually came when I needed them the most. Yeah, they showed up when I really needed something to d- push for that was not work. <laughs>
0: it it looks like yeah, it looks to me like these there there was definitely something under the rock. <laughs> yep. in this case that um, you know is bringing you something amazing right now. One thing I get to talk to you and hear about what comes next. So uh, yeah. I'm very eager to hear the rest of this story. Let's keep- yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well,
1: essentially I was, I was having a conversation with my husband one day and I, you know, I was saying, what are we going to do now? And what am I going to do with my life? And I spent all this time, you know, helping other people build their successful businesses. And every time it's come around and bit me in the butt and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, he was really the one, my husband is an incredible human being. And he was really the one to say, stop building other people up, like stop putting your time and energy into somebody else's business. Like put it into yours. Create your own legacy. And um
0: and I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what is the name of your new new business?
1: It is Halia. Hey, that's that's just well, it's Elia Finkelstein is literally the business. I just go by my name. So Yeah, but, but it's yeah. you. It's named it's me. It is just me. That's yeah. it. It's just me. Um and uh and so I I got into copywriting, which is really where I started. I thought if I can do anything, I can wordsmith pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, I can, yeah, my girlfriend is really funny. She, she always tells people when she recommends me, she's like, look, Elia can make selling toilet paper sound like a dream. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's kind of what I did is I was like, I can pretty much make anything sound like, uh, you know, something that you really want to buy or that you really want to be interested in. Mm-hmm. So I really started with copywriting and I got into from there, I got into specifically conversion copy. So I got really good at creating copy that created results of some sort, whether that was, I was doing it on social media for a while and I was doing um, uh, social media captions that created just like massive organic reach. Because mm-hmm. That's the way that I was able to create words. Mm-hmm. And then I got into sales pages and email sequences and funnels and all those things you need for your business uh, and writing all the bits and pieces of that. And I just got to the point where I was seeing so much of the same um, that it just, we always talk about, you know, we always talk about in marketing the noise. And mm-hmm. I just was like, gosh, I'm just creating, I'm just adding to the noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what I want to be doing. That's just not what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I started to develop my own uh, theories and kind of methods for creating things like sales pages and, and email sequences. And I started to find other people who resonated with the things that I was saying and just found some, some reassurance that I could do things differently than what we see all the time, which is primarily all comes from the same source or the same template in terms of this is how you say things. And I just was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, So that really led me down the path of understanding that in order to be different, you have to understand what your story is and you have to understand how to frame your story in a way that empowers you and positions you that is different and stands out from the noise. Mm -hmm. And I started to really explore that. And one of the things that I absolutely love the most, I think is I, I, Brene Brown is someone who I just love. I think she's incredible. I don't know a lot of people that don't think she's incredible, but (laughs) she talks about this thing um, where, when she gets into arguments with her husband, one of the things that they say is, "The story I'm telling myself is da 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 da, da. which is essentially, when you're getting in an argument with somebody else, we create our own stories around what's actually happening as opposed to what's really happening. Mm-hmm. And so she'll get in an argument with her husband and say, "Well, the story I'm telling myself is that you da da, da 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 da." And then her husband has the chance to say, "That's actually not what's going on." Yeah And that whole concept of what is the story that I'm telling myself versus versus the story I could be telling? Mm-hmm. what was re- is what was really influential for me around my story. So instead of, I was really stuck in this place of, man, I've failed multiple mm-hmm. times. Yeah. I've, I've messed up. Mm-hmm. I have yeah, really failed, really failed. And to be able to change that and give myself the permission to say, actually, I haven't failed. I've gone through incredible things that have allowed me to learn and experience life in a really full way mm-hmm. that have shaped me for who I am as a human, but also why my business exists.
0: Yeah. There is a book called The Art of Possibility by mm-hmm. Ben and Rosamund Zander. I don't know if you've read it, but it dovetails well with what you're talking about. And also the Marshall Rosenberg's work on nonviolent communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so in The Art of Possibility, they say it's all invented. Yes, and you create the story that you need, and that's how we operate as humans. But yeah. it's all invented, so create a different story, and and in really embracing failure. And uh, Ben Zander, I saw him in person, and he's like wild, crazy hair. He's a conductor for Boston Philharmonic. <laughs> he's like crazy, talking like this, and he's like how fascinating, and he throws right. hands up like that. And I always, I'm also a hockey coach and I do that with the kids when they fall, I say, how fascinating. What were we looking at? What, yes. what do you think happened? And instead of, you know, you lean into the failure, but embrace it in a way yes. of opportunity. Exactly. That's yes. exactly what my
1: entire life and my work has really been about now. And it's Shifted everything from the way I raise my kids to the way I interact with my build relationships, and been extremely int- instrumental in my business. It is it is essentially my entire business. Yeah, because I have people who come to me and they're like, I want to stand out, but I don't think I have a story to tell, or I don't know how what my voice is, or I don't know how to. I, you know, I'm burning out because I don't know where I. I'm just always trying to keep up. I don't know where I fit in, and it's yeah. really that of like, let's go back to the very beginning of like what has your life been about and why does your business exist and then we go back and find the stories that exactly that they they have been the the fuel to the innovation that has created the existence that somebody has, has. yeah um and that's really like so important to me so yeah. just
0: key so that's yeah so
1: Hitting rock bottom that
0: (laughs) way. It's really getting to be who you've always been and accepting, you know, rock bottom as a, as a, you know, just a stop on the tour. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. It is absolutely. That is exactly what it is. It is, it is recognizing that rock bottom really is the first step to going up somewhere. It is, you have to hit the bottom to understand what the bottom is. Yeah. And you have to hit the bottom to be able to go up, like to learn who you are as a person and your resilience and your, your, what drives you and motivates you. You don't know any of that if you're always living at the top yeah. because you don't have to utilize any of that. It's really only when you hit rock bottom that you can understand those things and, and the gifts that they are and being able to reframe life around that, that like, okay, here we are again. Guess what? i I wonder what I'm going to learn this time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. It's interesting. I wonder what you think about this. Um, what I used to do, and I still do. I try to really work hard at it. But um, I, and I see a lot of people doing. You know, as I work with them, um, is not take responsibility for everything in my life. So I would because the facts are the facts. The things that you talked about that happened to you really happened. They really happened. You didn't cause them. But shifting it to what am I doing to attract this to to myself? What What is going on that I seem to fall into this again and again? And by doing that, you can really see, you know, you know maybe you're walking around with a, you know, with a kick me sign on your back. Right. Yeah. You know, there's something going on. So you didn't cause it. So you're not actually trying to blame Yourself, but you're also not blaming the other, and it gives you some place to go. What What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you know. I I, it reminds me of so when I was in high
1: school, when I was a teenager, I was I was I had another rock bottom experience, (laughs) which was essentially that that my entire friend group, being a friend a group of girls, uh, all turned their backs on me one summer and stopped talking to me, and I didn't know why, and and it caused me as a a preteen or not a preteen, but a young teen, to just. I became, I was suicidal. I was very depressed and I was suicidal oh, wow. as a teen yeah. and, and I had to climb my way back out of that one. But, but it's, it's one of those things that, that the, I, I remember at that point in time, I, I reached out to someone who was a, a coach and I was really involved in, in, with horses. So she was an equine guided, uh, I don't remember her entire name, but she was, she used she, she partnered with horses to create lessons because I, I was in horses for a long time. And essentially what I learned from her, I remember her saying this so clearly, was like things will continue to happen until you learn the lesson that you need to learn. Yeah. They just continue to happen over and over again. And mm-hmm. it's, it's not because of fault. It's, it's not because of anything other than you need that experience to learn something that can take you to a next level of experience. Of experiences, I don't know. Like I don't know how else to put that, but said. like that's beautifully said. Yeah, you have to learn, or you're just going to continue the same patterns of behavior and the same opening the same doors. And I definitely did. And for me, in my life, that truly has been uh, helping other people, throwing my entire self into other people's businesses mm-hmm. uh, because I was afraid of doing it for myself. I was afraid of the failure that may happen if I did it for myself. And I had to fail so many times to realize that failure is a beautiful thing yeah. in order to feel comfortable enough to do it for myself. Yeah. That was truly what it was. It's like, I'm just going to do it under the the protection of somebody else where it's not my name, <laughs> you know, I mean? big, bold lights, um, to do it enough times to be like, no, I'm okay failing. I'm alright if it comes under my name. Actually, I'm I would love to. Like let let's just see how badly I can fail this time.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm telling you, you're you're sending chills up my spine cuz I've been through the same thing. Yeah, came to the same place of, you know, if I, if I'm going to fail, it's going to be under me and I'm so sorry to all those um products or things that I used in front of me. Yes, um, that to hide behind, and I'm, you know, even within my family, other kinds of things that have gone on. I'm realizing, you know, it was, it was me. Just my mo was using something else to protect me, not not in a bad way, but just yes. that I was afraid. So mm-hmm. you really, and I think you really had to go through this to be able to fully be qualified to do the job you do now.
1: Yes, absolutely. That? I think. You know, it's when I look at what happens in my life now, when I look at the opportunities that come my way or the struggles I have with my kids, you know, raising two little ones or whatever, the the issues that I have with family relationships or friendships or whatever, I I see it all from such a different level. Instead of being down in it, I can kind of look at it from what I call like a 3,000 foot view where I'm like, okay, what am I actually going through here? Like, what part of the journey is this? it's, it's not, I don't feel so in it like I did before. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's very much like being able to look down on, like not look down on things, but being able to see things as I'm going through them from a place that's very much like, this is part of the process. This is part of the
0: journey. It's perspective then, right? It's just seeing, like, you know, oh my goodness, I didn't see it from this angle or that angle. Mm -hmm. But you know, even though I'm much older than you are, I, you've got so much wisdom. You know, your children are the age of my grandchildren. <laughs> um, but you've got so much experience and wisdom that I would hire you in a second yeah, to help that. me with that. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it comes through loud and clear. And as you're, you know, as you're explaining how you got to this place yeah. and what you learned along the way, and you're willing, as Brené Brown would say, to be vulnerable yes. and share yes the vulnerability yeah and that's really funny cuz
1: even my you know my whole life people have told me i'm an old soul and i've just kind of always been like all right but you know maybe i have just kind of shrugged my shoulder at it like okay
0: you're calling me old like i don't <laughs> it's just a nice way to you say you're what we say in boston is you're wicked smart yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's what that's all about. You've got you know, you've got social uh intelligence and Yeah.
1: And I think it is this this thing of being able to see the lesson in everything, to be able yeah. to see the gift that that our experiences or our struggles give us, and being able to just really like really recognize that that those bad moments are only bad because we've labeled them bad, because we've decided what bad means. Yeah. That yeah. that's just an experience of emotion, and you know, yes, it's struggle, but it's it's not necessarily like we we've, we've created this whole thing that it's bad. It's a bad thing to go through when it's. I just now I'm like, it's not bad. It's just different. There are the high moments which are filled with the elation, but the the really low moments are really as beautiful. Yeah. And I I almost wish now, you know, if, if I if I think about going back to some of these really rock bottom moments, I wish that I had this kind of perspective to just kind of like live in it a little bit more yeah instead of being so much in survival mode and grinding so hard and just being so headstrong yeah. I really wish that I did have the emotional intelligence to just be like okay here I am like let's let's experience this for all it is because it's incredible that we get to have these experiences it's yeah. just an
0: incredible part of life it's like that, that I was talking earlier about the, the caterpillar to the butterfly and that whole process and it, the difficulty in that moment to just be, but I mean, you, you have to go through it, I think. Yes. I'm hoping though, that with this kind of conversation, your willingness to share and, and tell me your story and I then share it with others that it may help people, may, they'll still have to go through it, I'm afraid, but yes. soften it for them a little yeah. bit to have them not be so scared. I, I spoke with a client this morning um, who was, you know, I'm kind of back where I was. And I was like, you know what? No, you're not. You're feeling yeah. some of the same things, but just be in it. It's so yeah. funny that you said the same thing just now. Yeah. Just be with it. And then yeah. I told her the butterfly story. And then she was like, that's it. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just rearranging my parts." Yeah getting rid of what I don't need, growing something new.
1: (laughs) Yeah. One of my favorite things right now is just this thing where like when stuff starts to happen to myself or to my friends or whatever, I just keep saying, just lean in, lean into it because you have no control. You're going to go through it one way or another. Yeah. We all do. It's life. You're, you're up, options are fight your way through it and try to pretend it's not happening yeah you know, you can't yeah. walk beside it you're going to have to go through the middle of the storm or you just lean in and get everything out of it that you can knowing that you will come to the other side
0: and that's where i think having a good you know good team having people like you or me or you know people that know um or even friends you know some people who can be around you to be somewhat of a supporter you know a, um that's yes just a little bit of extra security. Um,
1: absolutely. And we, we crave as humans connection as much as some of us like to say we don't, but we really do.
0: <laughs> we really do. We need connection. It's
1: just absolutely imperative to success as a human being.
0: I also wanted to just acknowledge how this, you've really allowed this to permeate your life, you know, your work and your family and, um, it, you're just so brave, you know, to do yeah. these things. Incredibly <laughs> brave person to. Thank you very
1: much for saying that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I feel like part of what the problem is right now, specifically in business, is that we feel like the businesses that we create need to exist outside of ourselves as some entity that we inject into when we need to work on them. Yeah. But that is really the cause for that's problematic because I mean, it just creates so many issues around burnout and you don't know what to say. So you're just copying what you hear other people saying, and we're just adding to the noise and what do you really stand for? And so the very first thing that I take all my clients through is shifting that and deciding like, actually know why does your business exist based on who you are? Not what, why does your business exist as this outside influence, but like, let's actually build your business from you up and out based on who you are and the stories and your experiences as opposed to the opposite way, because I truly believe with all my heart that that is the only key to sustainable business. You cannot sustain either as an employee for somebody else in a role that you are in. Right. Mm -hmm. But even that term role implies that we're playing something that's not ourselves, but, but it doesn't even matter whether you're building your own business or you're working for somebody else that it's just so important that you, it comes from you. It doesn't exist outside of
0: yourself. You know, I was, the the way I got to what I'm doing now was going with, to my son's career day um, where your parents come in and say what they do. And I was running a medical transcription business, but just finishing up my coach, first coach training. And um, I went in as a coach and I really felt like, uh, what do they call it? An imposter. Yeah. But I did it anyway. And and i did the best i could but what i was so struck by that day was the other uh, all the kids who spoke about what they were going to be and they all knew they mm-hmm. were very clear they had details and and i was like i bet i knew when i was 16 or 17 and then i look back and i was very interested in health and science and i was a cheerleader Hmm. And I, yeah. you know, and I just have come full circle back to who I've always been, yeah. where, you know, I'm, you know, I like details. I like science, like to know how things work. So science, engineering kind of thing, even though I never went to school for engineering, but, you know, human engineering. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, then, um, and then the fact that I was a cheerleader and into sports and athletics, and ultimately at 50, I started to become a hockey coach oh, when mm-hmm. I got breast cancer, but it was, it was that that thing of exactly what you said of going back to really who are you and who can you be in your business or your practice, mm-hmm. um, that, that, um, enhances or elevates what, what, the, what are the words you use? You use better.
1: I, I, yeah. So my thing is to amplify your
0: impact. Amplify. Yeah. And mm-hmm. amplifies who I am. So the, we went out this weekend and, um, got into, a, into Boston, got into an Uber and my kids were with me. Some of them, and, and I was like, hey, Uber driver, you know, and I was being all me and talking. Will you listen to podcasts when you're driving around? And we got into like a good five minute, like deep relationship. And he was looking back at me. It was really fun. Yeah, My kids were like, stop. Yeah. I was like, no, this is me. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it is. I have a friend of mine who calls it coming home. It is. It's oh. just like coming home to yourself. It's like we get out in the world and life happens and we lose track of, you know, who we are and what we stand for. And at some point you got to come home.
0: Like Yeah.
1: You know, I you love
0: know. that, Aaliyah. Oh my I do God.
1: too. I can't. It's not mine. My girlfriend, Sarah Kahn, She she's the one who says that all the time. But yeah, yeah,
0: it's Let so true. Let her know we've stolen it, So <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I will.
1: Um, it's just so true. It is. It is truly true coming back home to who you are and who you are always meant to be but there has to be discovery and exploration in order and evolution in order to understand what that is
0: yeah and truth I mean it takes yes. some courage like you've done to really look at you know look within and figure out you know what needs to happen next and let go of let go of the uh, security blanket <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yep. exactly yeah <laughs>
1: even though we would all like to go through life hanging on to that but yeah yeah, that really doesn't get us that far
0: so. I love doing these interviews cuz they they generally, you know, when you hear these uh really tragic stories and they end up being so happy and yeah. it's like, how did you get to be so happy and you know and so so um looking uh optimistically after being through that. So it just shows the power of the human spirit. Yeah.
1: Human spirit is incredible and my story is is really nothing compared to some people that I've heard their stories that I'm just like,
0: yeah, you. but it was something to you and that I want to yeah. really speak on that because uh, you know, I've, I've interviewed people who have witnessed murder, you know, had things really horrible in their lives. And unfortunately um, that has not happened with me, but it's, it's our story still yes. impacts us. So I yes. don't minimize yes. anyone's story it's really the absolutely
1: yeah that's really the thing yeah that is that is really the thing is that it's you know that's when when, why when people come to me all the time and say i don't think i have a good story and i i have interviewed you know when i was writing i've interviewed some people who are really accomplished human beings Mm -hmm. and even when i get on the phone with them to do the interview and i'll say tell me your story they're like i don't have a good story Mm -hmm. i think people have accomplished incredible things so it but they really do because it's their story. It's what they have been through in their life. And it is just as powerful, like you said, for that person standing in that experience as it is for the next, regardless of what the outer, you know, yeah. pieces of it are, what the outer impacts of it are. So that's that's exactly why I, I do what I do is amplifying your own impact.
0: Yeah, it's funny that pe- from the outside, we think people, especially when their celebrity status that they... Um, that they're different, and when you get up close, they're yeah, just like just you. the same.
1: That's yeah. that was the very first little realization that I had of how important story is to us as humans. Was really that that recognition that like it doesn't matter how big or small you think somebody is in terms of celebrity status or powerful status or whatever. We are all the same. We really yeah. are all the same.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, is there anything I haven't asked you about that you'd like to share or that that we didn't get to in your story? No, I don't think so.
1: I think that's really it. It's just really that thing of of understanding that if you're going through things that are incredibly difficult, that it really is part of the process and the only way to get through it is to go through it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And I would add to that to tell your story, Mm -hmm. ask for help, you know, to really get real with it and look at it, lean in, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, I thank you for being my guest today on Rock Bottom, and um, I really, I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you I so much. I just connected with you like this, like a magnet. Yes, yeah. So. Yeah, thank you so much.
1: I I am really grateful to have a platform to share my story, and I I just everybody should learn what their story is and tell it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see, you know, as your, as your practice and business evolves um, into what, you know, whatever it it will happen with it to just keep following and hopefully get to work with you sometime. I would love that. Right. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Well, thanks again for coming on today and, um, and uh, everything that we've talked about as far as how to connect up with you'll be in the show notes. Awesome. I look forward to connecting. All right. Well, take care. Thanks, Joyce.